Welcome back, everybody, to the Know-It-All Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Jerry, the Fantasy Football Know-It-All. I can be found on Twitter, at FFKnowItAll. Hope you guys had an amazing weekend, as week six in the NFL is now pretty much in the books. We still have the games tonight, uh, as I'm recording on Monday night. We have the Chiefs, of course, who are facing the Buffalo Bills, as well as the Arizona Cardinals and the Dallas Cowboys. I have uh, quite a few players going in uh, tonight's matchup. I have Zeke, Kyler Murray, and Dalton Schultz. So, and I'm down. I, I I'm down a little over 50 points. So I need to make that up. My opponent doesn't have anybody going. So wish me luck. Now we are going to break down the significant injuries that happened this weekend and how that might impact your team. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about another podcast that I personally listen to. It's called The Morning Smoke CLT. Join my man G as he breaks down several topics that are near and dear to his heart, but that all of us can relate to in one way or another, whether it's pandemic related, whether it's family oriented, or whether it's just society in general. It could be anything. It's a smorgasbord of uh, riveting topics that he gives his opinion on. And of course, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it gives you a lot to think about and a lot to digest. And you may not agree with everything. But the thing is, it's all about bringing stuff to the forefront so that we can look at it in a different light. It's called the Morning Smoke CLT. You can find it on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, iHeartRadio, you name it. And you can follow G on Instagram at the Morning Smoke Charlotte as well. So make sure you give my man a listen. It's definitely worth it. If you like chilling out outside, this is a great time of year down here in the Charlotte area or wherever you're listening, I'm sure. It's great outdoor weather. If you have a fire pit, light that bad boy up. Light yourself up a smoke, whether it's a cigarette, a cigar, or a pipe. Pour yourself a drink, soft drink, or adult beverage, or even a hot beverage, and just enjoy. So again, it's the Morning Smoke CLT. Make sure you check it out. You will not regret it. All right, so we'll start by talking about the injuries, and we might as well start in uh, Philadelphia with Miles Sanders, who um, he left the game uh, this against the Ravens this weekend with an apparent knee injury. Um, he's having an MRI just to see what's going on, and he may have already had it by the time you uh, by the time you uh, hear this podcast. So we may know more about it. But Doug Peterson does believe that this is going to be a more serious injury, so he sounded concerned here. So the early reports have everybody concerned that that Miles Sanders is going to miss time. So we'll talk more about waiver wire additions when we get to the end of the podcast. But of course, next man up, Boston Scott, who hasn't really looked impressive. So we'll see again how much time Miles Sanders misses. But if you're the Sanders owner, you need to be prepared and have a contingency plan for him missing time. Same game, Zach Ertz uh, looked like he rolled his ankle in Sunday's game. So uh, he was hobbling around for a while. Ultimately, they took him out of the game. And it doesn't appear that it's too severe. 
Ertz has not really been performing anyway. So it was good to see him targeted. He was targeted 10 times in this game. That was encouraging to see if you're a Zach Ertz owner. And to have this happen is very disappointing. Keep your eye on it and monitor practice this week to see if Ertz is going to be able to go. With Dallas Goddard still out, Richard Rodgers would be the primary tight end, but I don't believe he is fantasy relevant. Speaking of tight ends, Jonu Smith apparently sprained his ankle um, in the uh, Titans win against the Texans. Now, Jonu is on uh, he's on his way to a breakout season and he was one of my preseason breakout picks and I hate to see this happen cuz he looks incredible. He is an athletic tight end with good hands in an offense that Ryan Tannehill is running with efficiency. Um we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully that this hopefully this is a minor injury and he's not out for an extended period of time. But if he's been your tight end, you've been riding him recently, so you're gonna have to keep an eye on it. Anthony Ferkser uh looks like he's gonna take over as the primary tight end in John o. Smith's uh absence, and he looked pretty good, honestly, um in in relief of, of Smith. So um just keep in mind that tight end is such a um it's such a crapshoot that if you have Smith and he is going to be out for any period of time, you need to find somebody else to put in there. Mark Ingram for the um, Baltimore Ravens is uh, also suffering with a an ankle injury. It looks like a sprained ankle, and um, he didn't. He left the game, did not return. J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards took over. In that muddy backfield, neither of them really looked all that good. Gus Edwards had a little bit better of a time uh, than than J.K. Dobbins. Honestly, Ingram, I had told you he was cuttable anyway, and I don't think either of the other two guys are playable either. Yeah, maybe now if if, if he misses time and it's only two out of three people, okay, it might be a little bit easier to uh, have somebody in there. Flexworthy at best, but only in a desperation situation. So I wouldn't look for anything there. If you were relying on Mark Ingram anyway, try to get somebody off of waivers. Maybe you could snag Boston Scott this week. Devontae Parker for the Miami Dolphins. He does not apparently, uh, he, he doesn't figure to miss any time with the Dolphins having this week off. He does have two full weeks to recover. It doesn't appear that it's a serious injury anyway. So it's more of a precaution, I think, as they were really up in this game for the whole time. Um, just monitor this if you're the Parker owner, of course, but I don't think it's very serious at all. Keep your eye on it anyways. Raheem Mostert, San Francisco 49ers. Um, he looks like he uh, also injured his leg again. Um, you know, it says it's an unknown injury. I think it's a leg injury from everything I've read or seen. Perhaps his ankle. Um, he did come in again, took another carry, and then returned to the sidelines. And then that's when he was ruled out. So if he misses some time here, obviously Jarek McKinnon gets an uptick. And even though Jamichael Hasty came in, and um, he did okay. Jeff Wilson Jr. was inactive in this game, and I think would have seen more action if he was active. This is another situation where you just don't know what to expect from this backfield. So if Mostert doesn't play, McKinnon is the guy you want. The other two are speculative ads at best. But again, we'll talk about that when we talk about uh, the waiver wire. For those of you out there who run a business, you're most likely using an outdated website if you even have one set up at all. 
That's where Bove Design comes into play. Rob and company have the tools and the expertise to set your business up for success. Don't just take my word for it. Follow them on Instagram at bove.design to see their custom work firsthand. You can also check out my sharp new logo as well when you download the podcast as it was made courtesy of Bove Design. Hit Rob the owner up on Instagram for more details about their custom work. Whether it's graphic design, web building, or simply developing a cool new logo like the one I have, Bove Design is where you can make it happen. B-O-V-E dot design. That's Bove Design. Check it out, guys. You will be happy you did. Now let's talk about some stud performances from this week's action. And I want to start with DeAndre Swift of the uh, Detroit Lions. Swift carried the ball 14 times for 116 yards and two scores against the Jaguars. Now this was a really good matchup as the Jaguar defense is really, really bad. So this looked good all around the board for the Detroit Lions. The thing I want to bring up here is, and I've mentioned this time and time again, Swift was the guy I liked the most out of this running back class, even more than Jonathan Taylor. I always said it. I thought that if Swift ended up in Kansas City, you wouldn't even be talking about Le'Veon Bell going there. I think that this is a situation where he's finally showing what he could do. The downfall of this or the downside of it is he is in uh, Matt Patricia's offense. So you can't hang your hat on this because you don't know what's going to happen. He The most amount of carries he's had before this week was five. So you can't, it's just something that you just can't really, you can't forecast this. Now he is, and he has been, catching passes in this offense. That's a good thing. So where, you know, somebody like uh, on Johnson, who I told you you could drop, had four carries for nine yards, and the other guy in the offense, of course, is Adrian Peterson, who's kind of banged up and old. I mean, let's face facts. He's not who he used to be. 15 for 40, but he's the one that got one touchdown here. So I think it's still going to be a split between Peterson and Swift, but I think Swift is going to start coming on. So if you own him, he certainly is running back too worthy if you're going to start him and look for the trend to kind of go up again. And if any of... Well, if Peterson gets hurt, then there is a possibility that carry-on comes on and they split time again. Remember, it's Matt Patricia. But it's still promising to see that Swift is coming around and having games like this. So definitely, he is a startable commodity for you if you have him on your team. And uh, let's uh, let's see how everything uh, plays out moving forward. Sticking with running backs, let's talk about Ronald Jones the second for... Tampa Bay in a in a game where Tampa Bay routed the Green Bay Packers and and you know I think that surprised a lot of folks it sure did surprise me 23 carries 113 yards and two scores Leonard Fournette was not in this game Keyshawn Vaughn is a non-entity here and LaShawn McCoy is just he's lost it for the most part so being the beneficiary of Leonard Fournette being out um, Jones has made the most of it It's his third straight game of over 100 yards, but it's his first time finding the end zone. He's involved enough in the passing game. He got six catches a couple of games ago against the Chargers. So 
he's definitely somebody that should figure in to locked and loaded actually as a running back too for you moving forward. And that's good news. I always like Ronald Jones. I hope that this continues in this offense. I do worry a little bit about when Leonard Fournette comes back and is healthy, but right now we just don't know when that's going to be. So let's uh, let's keep rolling out Ronald Jones and see and see what happens. Justin Jefferson, the wide receiver for, of course, the Minnesota Vikings, in a game where Minnesota was getting blown out, and we'll talk about in the duds part his um, <laughs> another teammate of his who we were all high on, of course, and that's Alexander Madison. But let's focus on Jefferson for now. Jefferson was nothing short of amazing in this game, and of course, like I said. Uh, they were playing from behind early on in this game. Nine receptions, 166 yards, and two touchdowns. He has scored more than 30 fantasy points twice in the past four weeks. He is in double digits now, three out of four weeks. Yes, he had that one dud against Seattle last week, but, you know, they were winning for a good portion of that game, and it was a Dalvin Cook slash Alexander Madison game. Uh, Justin Jefferson is here, guys. And he is definitely wide receiver two uh, caliber every single week. So you should definitely be able to start him, be confident in him. He will absolutely come through for you more often than not. And the last guy I want to talk about here is another wide receiver. And it's it's somebody that I wasn't necessarily high on. Um, I wasn't down on him either. It's just that... With Houston, you just never know what's going to happen. Now, Bill O'Brien's out of the picture, and they seem to be firing on all cylinders offensively, and that's great. Will Fuller, the fifth. Will Fuller, is uh, he's caught a touchdown in four straight games for the Texans, and Deshaun Watson is starting to throw the ball an awful lot with some efficiency. Brandon Cooks is becoming a threat in that offense. I still like Fuller more if I had to pick one of uh, over the other. But Will Fuller is definitely somebody that you can count on each week to get you somewhere north of 15 fantasy points. And in the way the NFL is running this year, that is something that you can definitely hang your hat on. So Will Fuller, the fifth, locked and loaded and ready to go. Um, so those are some of the stud performances. Now, of course, there are others, and but those others are more expected. These are ones that I just wanted to bring up. They don't happen every single week. But should you expect them to continue, I feel that you should. Uh, Each and every one of these, I think, is trending in the right direction for you. Swift is the only one I think you should kind of be leery of just because you don't know what to expect from it. Now, duds. Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, you don't have to go much farther than that. I mean, just look at Pittsburgh. They're 5-0. and and Juju has been a non-factor in pretty much any of them. When 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 you're talking fantasy, um, you know you can you can all absolutely talk. Um, you know, from a football standpoint, he's probably taking coverage away from whatever. But with Claypool coming into his own early on, the first couple of weeks with Deontay Johnson, Eric Ebron now starting to figure into this offense. It's Juju Smith-Schuster is not somebody who is coming through for you. He is only, his first game of the year, he looked great. 24 fantasy points. Then he did get in the end zone against Houston in week three. But then the bye and two duds later, 
Against Tennessee coming up, I don't know what you're going to see then against Baltimore. Dallas might be a time where you can start him, but he's fringe sit material as um, as you might be able to find somebody who you can put in there that might just do better on a weekly basis. So if you're a Juju owner, and I own him in one league, but I have to start him. It's an 18-team league. I, there's nobody better that I can pick up and put in there. But if you're in a league where you can get away with it, figure something out. Pick up uh, you know, somebody else maybe and put him in there and see if it sticks. Alexander Madison, we talked about this a little bit when we were talking about Justin Jefferson. Madison was primed and ready to go. He had a great matchup this week against a terrible defense. He came out looking great. Seven yards on the first carry. He looks great on film, still does. The only thing I would say about him is he doesn't hit the holes the way Dalvin Cook does, so there's that to consider. Still, four fantasy points here, 10 rushes for 26 yards, a huge, huge disappointment. With the bye, and then Dalvin Cook probably most likely coming back, Madison isn't somebody that you're not going to cut him, but you're certainly going to bench him and uh, keep him on hand because we don't know how healthy Dalvin Cook is going to be. So he is uh, Madison is not somebody I would recommend cutting. Uh, if you're the, uh, the Cook owner, you're going to keep him. But even if you're not the Cook owner, keep him on your bench because you just don't know. Madison is better than his performance this week, that's for sure. But again, it's just something that you, you obviously... If you were starting him this week, you had other options to begin with. Otherwise, you wouldn't have made it to week five, week six, excuse me. So Madison can go right back on your bench after the bye. Mike Gesicki, somebody who was trending in a great direction as a tight end for an offense that is functioning very well. The Miami Dolphins score points, as you saw this weekend and you saw last weekend. And against San Francisco, who's a good defense, or against the Jets, who are not a good defense. Either way, the the Dolphins looked good. It's unfortunate that Gasecki had two targets and missed both of them when Adam Shaheen and the other tight end there both got in the end zone. That is something that you need to keep an eye on if you're a Gasecki owner. If he's the one tight end you're looking for, he just put up a goose egg for you. Goose eggs are never good from anybody on your team. So you have to make sure that uh, yeah, that you're watching out for this. And, and again, tight end is so messed up that you may not have had anybody on your team, but you can maybe pick somebody up. Um, I, I When we talk about the waiver wire, I have somebody that I really do think you could target as far as a tight end goes. I picked him up on the beat the waiver wire last week. I mentioned him on the beat the waiver wire. This week he's more of a waiver wire guy. And we'll talk about him. Damian Harris for the uh, New England Patriots. I warned you guys about this. Six rushes for 19 yards. This is never going to be a situation where he's he got 100 yards last time. Oh, he's he's the guy. Really? How many times do we need to be over this with New England that nobody's the guy? Okay? Don't ever go into a week saying, this guy got the job. We heard about how great Sony Michelle was going to be. We heard about how great Rex Burkhead was after his last couple of games. <laughs> James Brown, uh, James Brown, James White is the only guy on here that gets steady work because he catches passes. Even so, he's not the main guy, but in PPR formats, he's the only one that I would own or start. Damian Harris, pass for me. And the last guy I want to mention as far as duds go, and that's Mike Evans. Mike Evans, he was touchdown dependent. Let's face it. 
He got a touchdown every single game, weeks one through five. And he did okay for you. Didn't blow the doors off of anything, but he was a, he was a wide receiver one, top 12. Well, he fell five spots this week with a twofer. He got two points for you in a PPR and one in a regular. One catch, 10 yards. In a game where they were they dominated their opponent. He's not somebody you can rely on. I have him on one of my teams. I can't. I tried to sell him high. It didn't work. So now I'm just going to bench him, and I'm going to I'm going to see what I can do about putting together a few wide receivers because I can't I can't have a two spot going up there. I'd rather put somebody like Keelan Cole, who's at least getting eight or nine, or Preston Williams again eight or nine every week. At least I know I'm getting that. I can't rely on this. He he had two catches for two yards a few weeks back, but both were touchdowns, so he had a really good week. Uh, yeah, that's not something that's going to win you a championship. So, again, Mike Evans, who was one of my um, one of my busts for this year, may still come to fruition as a bust. We'll see. But he's somebody that I am not banking on the rest of the season. Now, we'll go ahead and wrap things up, as I mentioned, with some waiver wire additions. And we'll start with Philadelphia because it just makes sense. The uh, Boston Scott rostered in 13% of leagues. He should be owned in all leagues, especially with Miles Sanders being hurt. Now he's hurt and probably going to miss some weeks. Pick up Boston Scott. Well worth the addition. Corey Clement might be a speculative ad. I wouldn't waste a priority on him, but nobody will pick him up anyway. Wait for um, waivers to clear. Drop some dead weight if you have a kicker on by or something, and then go ahead and put him on your bench just in case they decide to use him in a more more than a complimentary role to Scott because Scott has been inefficient at best. I think that if Sanders misses a lot of time, it's going to be more of a timeshare than a one-man uh, show in Philadelphia. Now, we talked about San Francisco, and Jeff Wilson Jr., if he is out there, pick him up. He was banged up, but not hurt badly, and it looks like Mostert's hurt again. He may miss some substantial time now. And of course, McKinnon is the guy there, and if Tevin Coleman comes back anytime soon, he'll be back in the mix too. But Jeff Wilson has shown that he can score on occasion, and he's done pretty well with the ball. If you're desperate, nothing wrong with doing that. Now, I do want to bring up that Joe Mixon was banged up in the game this week. Now, he didn't. He came back in, didn't miss any time. Looks like he'll be ready to go. But that just brings me to the point where Giovanni Bernard, if he's out there and available in your league, pick him up. If you're the Mixon owner, he should be on your bench. He's the Alexander Madison to your Dalvin Cook. Um, the, yeah, anyway. I'll leave that there. And the last guy I want to mention on the waiver wire is a tight end, and that is Trey Burton. Two touchdowns this week. I mentioned him last week on the Beat the Waiver Wire segment, and I said pick him up now because you may, on the opposite end of this, be fighting for a chance to pick him up. I grabbed him on Saturday, put him on my bench. I didn't start him, but we'll see what Dalton Schultz does for me tonight. But I'm confident enough now moving forward. Moali Cox has missed some time. Jack Doyle, eh, he's okay. Trey Burton is is emerging now as a favorite of um, of Philip Rivers. And the Colts are a good team with a good defense. They're going to be fighting for a playoff spot. So it's it's just good to have a tight end that you might be able to rely on. So Trey Burton is another guy I feel that you can pick up this week, and he should be able to help you moving forward. 
All right, everybody. Thank you again for your tremendous support and joining me for the show. You've made it a huge success. I talk about it every week, and I just want to thank you guys. I never want it to be taken for granted. You guys make the show what it is. So again, thank you from the bottom of my heart. You all know who you are. Some of you have been here from day one. Others are brand new. And I, as always, I do want to mention that the Know-It-All Fantasy Football podcast is part of the Skull King Podcast Network. Skull King Sports is the newest and most up-and-coming website um, regarding sports online. We cover... The four major sports, the NFL, the NHL, Major League Baseball, and the NBA. All forms of racing, tennis, golf, MMA fighting, and of course, NCAA. So make sure you check it out. If you go to www.skullkingsports.steelers, you will see my articles. I have one article out now about the Steeler recap from the 5-0 start, so make sure you take a, a look at that and, uh, and hit me up on Twitter and let me know what you think of it, of course. And just want to thank you again from the bottom of my heart for making this such a success. I will catch you guys later this week when uh, when we do cover. Uh, we'll recap the two games that are going on right now, and we will, of course, preview the Thursday night game. So once again, go out there and do everything you guys can possibly do to dominate your fantasy game. Look again today When your angel flew away